Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and co-host, Micah Current. We are so excited to be talking about this. At least I'm very excited about it. We're going to be talking about Disney's 100th year anniversary. So this year, Micah uh, and I were talking about some of the different things that we could talk about, and I don't know that this ever even crossed his mind, um, but I, I thought, you know, Disney plays such a huge part in our lives um, here in Oklahoma from uh, just the the idea of having a three and a half year old kid who loves Disney plus watches all these movies, um, loves bluey, which moved into Disney, um, a few years back. And, um, I mean, there's so many different things about Disney from the theme parks, the, the streaming service, all the movies, the TV shows, Marvel, star Wars. I mean, there's so much content that's there. Um, I just thought, you know, let's celebrate with Disney a little bit. So Micah, what is let's let's start with this question. What is your favorite Disney movie, live action, uh, animated, anything across the board? And if you want to say like a, your favorite live action and animated, that's totally fine. Well, first things first. It's not that I'm not thrilled about Disney. Let's just state that first because <laughs> you you kind of threw me under the bus there. Like, I, it's not that I no didn't. no no. I'm just I, like I'm I'm really excited about this. I love Disney, so that's well, why so do it I. wasn't like I mean, a, I, a you. Well, some of my fondest memories from my early childhood to now, you know, have been created by Disney. Um, yeah. And I, I think, you know, there's about a decade in between us age difference wise. But, there, yeah. but I think you and I both can appreciate that we lived in a sweet spot in history. Um, that being, you know, the late 80s, late 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Um, I think for me, it was like my parents, you know, there were a lot of movies that came out when I was, you know, before I was born, but my parents liked them or they remade them or, yes. you know what I mean? Like they had Cinderella and they had, uh, Sleeping Beauty and they had, uh, the Fox and the Hound and, uh, the Jungle Book, Jungle Book. Oh my gosh. I have stories about every, like great example of the Jungle Book was my mother worked third shift and so we always liked to stay up late or get up super early because we knew that she was either leaving or coming home. And when the Jungle Book came out on VHS, my brother and I walked, marched around the living room like we were in the parade, like they did on the Jungle Book. Yeah. Like that was kind of us, like a an early memory of of my childhood. Um, another thing, like you know, that I can appreciate that probably like Ollie knows who I am, but he doesn't know who I am. Like something that he can appreciate. And then we could relate is that we, we, you included in this conversation is that like we, we watch movies until we couldn't watch them anymore because we watched them so many times. Yeah. Right? Like when a new movie come out, you just run it to the ground because you wanted to watch it that many times. Um, I remember, I remember we one, had, we had uh, the little mermaid, I think on VHS and we ran that one through the ground. My wife, you know, she's been on the show several times, but she, she has said openly that she wore her VHS tape out like of the little mermaid. Yeah. And it got, it was so bad that she would plug it in and like the first like 90 seconds were like black and blurry because she had just ran was it. The, the, now, now speaking for VHS, because some of my listeners, um, I know are former students of mine, they like to listen to this. So if <laughs> what's they're a not accustomed to, yeah, what's a VHS? Um, what, what I love about that is, it, it, and I'm going to bring back some nostalgic memory here. The <laughs> like that, you know, that original, like when you start the VHS, cause it got worn down. Mm -hmm. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. That just brings back memories. Well, and you know, we, 
not too long ago, I did a Back to the Future episode and we covered all the Back to the Future movies. Like in the first one, when the kid's like, what's a rerun? Like, yeah, your students what's be like, Man, what's a VHS, yeah. right? And then, you know, even kids like Ollie would be like, what's a DVD? <laughs> yeah. Which makes me feel incredibly old. Um, but like, I just remember there being so many iconic films. Like, I remember when The Lion King came out. And that was just yeah. Such a that cool was a, the year before I was born. Just such a cool movie, like the, like everything from the music. Well, it to still the, stands even mm-hmm. into twenty twenty three. Like it's one of those movies that it didn't just like get faded away. Like it, yeah. it's become a, a cultural icon. Like people know that one. And uh, and to kind of to circle back to your question, Jordan, of like what is you asked me what my favorite movie it was? Favorite movie, live action, animated, both. And I mean, are we including Star Wars and 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 Marvel into that no, conversation? We're going to start with just Disney because we'll, okay. we'll kind of go through quite a few different things. Uh, if you know, from being my mom used to say that I love the Sword in the Stone. Mm. The, that's the a classic. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not one that most kids would even know. Yeah, and I just love the whole thing when. Uh, He's he's got the dishes going in the kitchen like automatically with a spell, yeah. Because there's so many of them, and his dad and brother just treated him horribly, and he you know he finds out he's the one that's actually worthy to pull the sword, and it's 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 an amazing story. Um, live actions. I loved when they remade the one one hundred one Dalmatians with Glenn. Is it Glenn Close? Or yeah. What's her, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, like nineteen was that ninety seven, ninety eight? Yeah, Hugh Laurie was one of the bad guys. I'm a big House fan, and so Hugh Laurie was one of the one of her uh, henchmen. Yeah, what were their names? I don't Man, remember the names. I, I'm bad with this, but like I'm bad with names. But he was in that movie. That movie was really good. What about you? Like, what were some of your like? Because you're a little bit you know younger than I am. Like, yeah. So because because I'm 28 right now. Um, I remember. Very early on, Toy Story was always huge, but we'll get into kind of Pixar and that stuff a little bit later. I think for me growing up, Tarzan was probably my favorite. I have such you're a, like, in my heart. Dude, just Phil Collins coming in and just that thing. Oh. But I remember uh, we got lice in or in '99, and the D or the VHS had just dropped, so it was like '99, 2000, whenever the VHS dropped. And my dad ran to the drugstore. They shaved both me and my brother's heads. And my dad put um, a tent up in the front room. Now, my backstory is my dad grew or raised us like, you know, we're we're outdoorsy enough that like if you said, hey, Jordan, you want to go camping? Like, yeah, yeah, I'll absolutely go camping. Jordan, you want to go fishing? Sure, I'll go fishing. Now, is that my forte? No, I like superheroes. I like Lego. I like like some of the other stuff. But if you asked me to go do something like when it comes to camp season with, with ministry and my job, like I'll put everything aside to go camping. Like I love going camping. Um, it, it's one of my favorite things. And so um, I just remember my dad putting the tent up and we thought it was just the coolest thing. And he ran to the local drugstore, picked up the VHS of, of Tarzan and we threw it on our TV. And I thought it, I remember the TV being so much bigger than it actually was. I think <laughs> just, we all did like, back then. Yeah. Like it, it was probably like a 30, 30 inch 
TV screen, something like that, or like a, a 25 inch or whatever. Like it, it wasn't like I'm looking at a 32 inch screen while we, while we zoom call right now. Um, it's just an old TV that I have from college, but, uh, I remember this TV screen and I don't think it was, I think my TV now is bigger than what it was. And it was the box, the old big box that like <laughs> you had these really big guys having to carry, uh, to install and all that. Um, back home, oh man, back in the day. Well, um, and to be fair, like the TVs back then were bulky, they were heavier and they cost a lot more than what you could go grab a 32 inch flat screen or a 40 inch flat screen. Oh yeah. A, like uh, we bought a really nice 60 inch TV for our living room and it, you know, a couple of years ago and it was 300 bucks. Yeah. And it was on sale, but it was 300 bucks. And I'm like, well, you could never in the nineties buy a console TV for $300. Oh, I'm rocking in my, my, uh, my master bedroom. Me and Katie were like, oh, we've got a 60 inch TV. And I, I threw that. Well, I sold it. Um, and I, I turned around and, and put the money in and got, uh, a projector and put a big screen on. I've now got, I'm rocking, I think 112 inches for whatever show I want to watch. And because our bedroom, the way where it sits, um, we can watch shows all day long in the room and it's not really going to affect it. It's, it's actually, I, the, the, where we're at modern TV is great, but mm-hmm. back to Tarzan. I just, I loved watching Tarzan. I have that big memory of that. Um, and then over the years, like things started really ramping up with, with Disney. Um, uh, when Bob Iger first was, uh, plugged in, he, he came in around 2006. I just remember, um, big movie franchises starting to come out. Um, but Tarzan was always one of my favorites, but the live action, I actually love two very specific movies. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. That movie just, (laughs) 2003 was a very special time. Um, And then the other one that I I really, really enjoy was 2011's Tron Legacy. Um, That that movie just visually was stunning. So I don't know what it is about second movies and trilogies or in series of movies, but like, the second Pirates movie was for me was the Dead Man's Chest was just phenomenal. Really? Cause I, I don't like Dead Man's Chest as much as I, I think it's filmed too dark. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I struggle with, with, and, and part of it is also because that's a kind of a part one and a part, like a two parter. Cause like at world's end kind of finishes the story of what Dead Man's Chest did. Like you can't watch them really separately without. We like, need to do those those on on our podcast too. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I but to, um, to, to, to back to the first one, I love the first one too. Oh I just, yeah, I just have an affinity. I think for a second one, I, as you and I are both completionists, I enjoy the second one because it's such a cliffhanger, and you want the story to end, and you're you kind of want stuck. it. Yeah, yeah. With the first one, you yeah, think the, you're just getting started. Yeah, and and honestly, I think Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl was it's kind of like star wars it would have been totally fine with just the first one but it it left you at a point where okay we can end it or we can build something even bigger here and it just it built such a franchise and such a following i mean even though i'm not a massive four and five fan i'm still hoping and praying that they're going to put a sixth one out and johnny depp will come back and and reprise the role just because johnny depp as jack sparrow just was phenomenal um, and I absolutely love that. And actually, um, as we are recording, Disney for their hundredth uh, anniversary, July through I think it's October, they're putting a movie in the theater every single week, a, an old school Disney film. And right now, Curse of the Black Pearl is in the theaters until Friday. So, like, like it's one of those really. Go ahead. How often are they doing that? 
every week, starting Friday through Thursday. They're, they're putting a new, you'll have to check your local theater if they're doing it, but they've been pushing. So uh, next week, starting to, well, it would be tomorrow because we record Thursdays, um, Toy Story drops. So like old school Toy Story is going to be in the theater uh, this coming week. That's interesting. So, and I don't know what's what's coming out when our, our listeners hear it, but that's where they're at. They're pushing out a different film and they've got a schedule and all that. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool. So Disney started in 1923. And that's when we got characters like Steamboat Willie. We were getting old school Mickey. We were getting Oswald, um, which is a name that not many people know about. He was kind of like the original Mickey. Um you got Donald Duck, you started getting Goofy, you got Pluto, Minnie, Daisy, uh, Clarabelle Cow. Um, eventually, we also got uh, Pete. Um, we got all these different characters. And then many, many years down the line, we started getting even more. And then we get shows like House of Mouse where, like, they grab all their old characters and throw them in. And, like, they, they start doing different crossover things like when they did Lilo and Stitch. And they said, hey, for our promo, we're going to recycle like beauty and the beast when they're dancing in the ballroom and stitch brings the chandelier down or he hops or like, he's like trying to like pick up Jasmine as they're on the the carpet ride or like, like they, they've, they've been very genius with some marketing ploys with what they did. Um, but then in the nineties, 1995, a movie dropped in November. Do you know what movie that was off the top of your head? Say it one more time. Disney dropped a movie in 1995 in November. Do you know which movie that was? And it was a partnership. It was the first partnership with this new company. Toy Story. Toy Story. Do you know who they partnered with for Pixar. this? And yes, but who owned Pixar? Mm. I mean, I can see it, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Apple Creator, and that would be Steve Jobs, right? Yep. Yep. Steve Jobs owned Pixar, um, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was originally George Lucas property. Hmm. And so they they pulled Pixar. And then years and years and years later, after so many projects, Disney bought Pixar. So that's going to lead me to my next question. Which is your favorite Disney Pixar movie? And if you don't know off the top of your head, like what all the different ones are, that's okay. I can go first. So you can look it up at your list. Yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, I was going to say Toy Story, but you know, it's. Well, well, do you have a specific Toy Story that you like more than others? That's kind of unfair because I've never seen three or four. Okay, that's fair. But, but I love the original. I absolutely love the original. Um, uh, I also would do only get one pick. <laughs> no, no, no go, just speak into it. No, I mean, I, I, part of it's because I was still such a kid, like yeah. really a kid when that happened. The other part of it, like there was just something so special about that original movie, regardless of whether it was Pixie, Pixar and Disney partnering together. I almost said Pixie. Um, the cast of that movie with, you know, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, like oh it my was gosh. Just so good. And then well, and um, that's not even the only big names in that film. Like right. they had so many great comedians in there. Yep. And so I, and it was such a short movie too. Like it was maybe an hour and 20 minutes, the original, it yeah. wasn't super long. Um, I just remember, and I think I've shared on our show before, but like my brother and I used to share a room, my younger brother and I, Justin, 
and we um, used to sleep with the TV on when we go to bed. Like we just had to have something on to put us to yep. sleep. And so we would throw a video in a VHS or a movie, whatever you want to call it, into the VCR, press play. And if we made it through the opening credits, like there was something wrong because it would just put us to sleep, you know, at the end of a long day. And so we had like several movies that we picked that were kind of like in a rotation. Hey, what do you want to watch when we go to sleep? Even though we weren't really going to watch it, you know what I mean? And so like Toy Story was in that rotation. So yeah. like I, I just remember you've got a friend of me playing and it's kind of put me to sleep, right? It was just like a lullaby kind of like as cheesy as that sounds. Um, Did you wake up when he, when, uh, when Woody would yell, you are a toy. Uh, I would. Maybe. I feel like it's just a very abrupt moment when he just yells. Well, I, I was thinking like, I always woke up right around when they landed at pizza planet. I don't know why. Yeah. That's, that's, I think, I think movie wise, I think that's around the same time frame. Yeah. So like, Toy Story was really, really like one of my favorites. And and I was looking at the list. There's so many good titles. Like I like the Bugs Life too. That one I feel is so underrated. It is. Um, and then, you know, I was kind of going into high school, so I was kind of going through this phase where Disney I, wasn't as cool. Right. And so Monsters Inc. came out and I saw Monsters Inc. and I liked Monsters Inc. But I was like, mm, I got these friends over here that probably think I'm stupid for watching this um, and don't appreciate it like I do now. A um, couple of others that I'm thinking of. I know that Jordan, you love The Incredibles. Um, I'm a big Incredibles fan. Finding Nemo is one of my favorites. Cars. Alicia really likes Ratatouille. You know, and- I feel like that was so underappreciated. And like the time frame that it came out just was not one that was massively like loved. And me and Ollie have probably sat down and watched it a hundred times. And like, we, I just, I love Ratatouille. And some of them have really, really deep stories and they're kind of sad when you think about it. Right. Oh yeah. And so, um, kids love it for the animation and the simplicity of, of how it's, it's kind of cloaked, but there's such a deeper story being told, especially with adult eyes and you've gone through life. Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's pretty deep. And I know that we haven't got into the Star Wars conversation yet, but like, you know, Chris and Chad, the guys I work with at Miami, they were like, we're grown adults talking about Bad Batch and Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Clone oh, Wars. Yeah. But like they're cartoons. And like, so when Ollie watches them or Scott's uh, son, Peter watches them, it's like, man, these, these are great. Cause it's a cool cartoon. Right. And these guys are swinging lightsabers. It's just really cool. Like, but when they're older, they're going to understand the political Implementa- implementation or was the right implications word? implications thank you that go alongside you know when we're watching bad batch every week there's a lot of politics in star wars and there's a lot of like uh legalistic you know bureaucratic nonsense there's a bigger story, story. Told, yes yeah and so like yes the animation's stellar yes uh dave filoni is an amazing creator uh but you know you can look at it through a number of lenses. So, all, you know, all that to say that, like, you know, some of these stories, even like we're talking Pixar at the moment, like I think of Cars and I think of Toy Story and I think of Monsters, Inc. And I think of um, Up. Up is a sad, sad story. And But it's um, such a beautifully it colored is. and drawn. and, and Ratat- oh, Not Ratatouille. Oh, yeah. um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Uh, Wally. 
That's another good one. It's so sad. Um, I, I don't want to steal them all, but what, what were you thinking as far as Pixar stuff? So my top number one choice forever will be Cars. I just, Cars is such a well-told story. I liked Cars too. It wasn't my favorite. Like I thought it was, it was pretty good when it came out, um, but it kind of didn't focus on lightning. And when they went back to him in the third one, the third one is just, I I feel like it's a masterpiece personally. I just, I love the the trilogy. Um, typically I won't watch two. I'll just watch one and three um, just because I, I like lightning story more than I like Mater's story. Um, I like Mater as kind of a background character. Um, but no, it's just, oh, wow, those were good. There's a new one out uh, this summer called Elemental. Um, really enjoyed Elemental. I went and I pre-screened it. Um, you can see my my review on our Facebook page um, for my student ministries page, uh, Chartel Student Ministries. Um, but, you know, I, I remember when we started the the pre-screening, it came from Marvel and Star Wars and and the idea that these kids are, my students will probably want to go see all that. So I was like, I'll just take a little bit of my budget couple times or a few, quite a few times a year and just take people to go see movies but it's also a, like a thank you appreciation and I was at a movie theater um in Ohio when I was on vacation a couple weeks ago and um I went to the drive-in and I was like I'll go see Indiana Jones and next thing I know I was like oh Elemental's up you know what I'll, I'll stay I'm, I'm not waiting on Ollie or Katie or anything I, I'll just drive myself home like no big deal and I just, I fell in love with it. It's a very well-told, beautiful story. Um, Buzz Lightyear, or, or Lightyear, um, that was, I liked that one. Um, You're talking about the new it, one? It, yeah. I haven't um, seen that one, but I've not heard. It, it's not like the greatest thing since sliced bread, but like I could totally get behind if they did a, a couple of them. Um, if they do like a sequel or, or two, like I'm totally okay if they did a trilogy. Um, I wouldn't want more than that. Um, but I, I could totally get behind. Hey, we're going to we're going to do a few of them. Um, yeah, I I mean, you named quite a few really good ones like Ratatouille. Um, I'm trying to think what else in the past few years. Um, I mean, Toys, another one Toys I really liked was Brave. I thought that was a good one. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Monsters uh, University was good. Mm-hmm. That that one was more like right at my college years. So like I, I felt like kind of more in that. Uh, Toy Story 3 was this like graduating high school going to college so, like those two movies came out around the time that I was I was graduating high school so like I felt like it was like they were talking to me um through a lot of that but yeah no there there's some some great films um and I think what what's really cool is that Disney and Pixar and then now Disney Pixar all those films are just I don't think that they've really done one that's really hurt them like in the grand scheme of things, I think most of them are are, are pretty well put together. So, so then a few years later, after they acquire Pixar, they acquire Marvel. And we talk a lot about Marvel on this show. So what are your thoughts about, like, let go back in time a little bit, go back to 2010, 2011, Micah. And when you heard that Disney was acquiring Marvel, what did you think? I know, like you said, you got onto the Marvel train a little bit later um, than everyone else. So what what did that look like for you? Well, actually, I went and saw Iron Man, the original Iron Man. In oh, okay. However, I didn't really like, I wasn't like. I you have weren't to every see, single movie. Like yeah. we are now. Okay. Um, 
like I was kind of hit and miss. I remember I see or I saw Iron Man and I think I saw Thor. Okay. And in, in phase one and the Avengers. And I think those are all of the movies that I saw like in theaters as far as phase one Marvel. And then uh kind of just took like a sabbatical, I guess. I picked up Winter Soldier and I picked up Ant Man and I picked up random movies here and there. Kinda I think I was, the, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't until like 2016 or so that I really just dove in headfirst and started watching everything. And Alicia and I just started buying all the Blu-rays and just watching them one at a time and really kind of learning and educating ourselves on what we know now. Um, but going back to, to your question about Disney acquiring Marvel, I, you know, I wasn't as skeptical about some of those big decisions as that I am now. Um Back then, I don't think it was, it didn't have, I don't think the political implications that it does in today's world. Um, I don't think that it, um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, people are always bidding for things and people are always wanting to rise to this. And we talk a lot about Spider-Man. I don't mean like political, conservative, liberal or whatever. I mean, like there's this bidding war for property and streaming rights and yeah, who's in charge and who, you know. Uh, is it Kevin Feige? Is it James Gunn? Like that kind of conversation. Like back then, I think it was just like, oh, this is great. Disney has the money. They've acquired Marvel. Here we go. Right. And kind of the same thing with Star Wars when we get into that conversation. Um, but I think, I think it was good for business at the time. And we saw like such a resurgence of not that the movies of phase one were bad, but we really started to see them get their footing and the first Avengers movie. And it was like, boom, Disney acquired them and darn it. They were off to the races and it just seems like it yeah. paid off because of that, because they had the backing, they had the directors, they had Disney, they had this partnership that was going to, you know, send them to the moon, you know, so to speak. What did you think? I remember being very upset about it. Cause I felt like Disney at that time, um, I was, I was young and dumb and late junior high, early high school years. I was like, are you kidding me? Like 2009, 2010, I'm just like, even to 2011, it would have been my high school years. And I, I just, I feel like at that point in time, I, I remember thinking, crap, like they're going to destroy this. Like Marvel and Disney, like Disney's for babies. And I didn't realize like how much I actually loved Disney. Um, kind of like you said, those rebellious years where you're in high school and like when Monsters Inc came out and like, Oh, nobody, nobody's going to think this is cool. And I was like, Iron Man, I really liked, even with the writer strike, I, I still stand by this. I loved Iron Man too. Um, that's just one that I, I really enjoyed. I don't remember seeing Incredible Hulk in theaters, but I saw everything else in theaters. Um, and I, I, I was hooked from, from like day one. Um, I don't think we saw Iron Man in the drive-in the first weekend it was open, but I remember my dad taking us. Um, I, I saw the first one, but not the second one. Hmm. I remember him taking me to almost every movie after that opening night um, through my high school year. So phase one, all but Incredible Hulk I, and Thor, because I went with Cody and Calvin. Um, my, some of my buddies, we we planned, hey, we're going to go see this that night. But I like forced my dad to take me to go see uh, Avengers and Captain America's first Avenger. I remember that. And he wanted to go see Iron Man. Um, but yeah, I just I remember going and seeing these films. Um, they're, they're such a, a nostalgic piece, but I was so upset thinking that they were going to, to like make it for kids. And they, cause I was like, Oh, Marvel or, or Star Wars, no Marvel, Star Wars, um, 
Disney doesn't have a grown-up bone in its body. Like, I'm not going to get the superhero aspect, not realizing at that moment in time, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, completely Disney. <laughs> like, like there's there's good live-action stuff that they've pushed out. Which, back to the, the, the conversation we had a few moments ago about the the adult humor and things. And I think we did that before we hit record on this episode, but you and I were talking about SpongeBob for whatever reason. And yeah. SpongeBob is very adult humor. Even though it's a cartoon, there's a lot of adult humored ideas. Yes. Thoughts, uh, you know, sexual innuendos, whatever that may be. It's hidden it's and it's hidden. Just like, you know, if you watch the show family guy, it's kind of the same deal, but it's adult humor, even though it's a cartoon. Um, and even on like the star Wars stuff, bad batch is very political. It's very like, and if you're paying attention, like your three-year-old isn't going to see the stuff that we see and notice. And those no, things, yeah, right. He hasn't gone and through so, the life, experience. right? And so, like, you know, back to you thinking, man, this is stupid. Why would Disney buy Marvel and make it Disney? We, you know, we say the word Disney five, and it's not a really word, you know, real word. Um, there's a lot of Disney cartoons. We just talked about those a few minutes ago. Uh, there's a lot of adult humor and adult things. The themes and, and I mean, there's even innuendos in their content. Yes. You just don't catch it when you're a kid. And, and cause I'm, I'm younger than you are. Um, and we were born in different decades. I think that that was something that in the time frame that it happened, I was a little bit more skeptic about cause I was like, Oh, like they're, well, they're you think of all gonna... the Prince, the princess movies, right? Like all the guys oh, yeah. that were princes were like 30 and they were like 16. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, it, it's it's just different, and it's that like, stuff would never fly today, no. right? And so it's just it's just a different world, and you got to kind of figure it out. Um, but I I remember when they took it and Avengers came out, I I just my entire attitude changed. I was like, no, you, they made the perfect call because uh, Universal had the rights for all of Marvel for distribution and, and movie making and all that, and Disney said we will do the entire thing. And you can have your name on it, but we like, cause they, they actually had through phase one, but they said, we want to set it up for our future moving forward. So you don't get to make the last, or you don't get to make the Avengers movie, but you get your name on it. Like all, ev- all the proceeds, everything goes to you. Like you guys get the, the final thing, but we're setting ourselves up for our future. And I was like, when I found that out, I was like, that was a genius move because like they could have set you on a path that you're like, eh, we don't like, but for you to step in and say, we'll pay an extra million dollars for us to be able to, to do what we want, but you get all the right or you get all the money and all that. And that was one of the highest grossing movies up to that point. I think, wasn't it in like top five or something like that and ever grossing or something like that? I think so. Because I, I don't think uh, it got bumped out. I think it was like number four or five or something like that. Like it, it was, I mean, it's still up there, but like Endgame, Infinity War have both beaten it. Um, even I think Age of Ultron might have beaten it. Um, but then you've got like The Force Awakens, Avatar, all these different films, like their sequels and stuff that have have just dominated the box office. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, for me, I think that was such a such a wise move for Disney to to make. Um, and it's it just it's really cool to see how that worked out. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to ask this question. I, I feel like I know the answers, but I'm going to I'm going to put some stipulation. Think about which is your favorite movie and favorite show. However, it cannot be directly Avengers. It cannot be Ragnarok because I know that's the one you will typically say. And it cannot be WandaVision. And then you can put 
no Winter Soldier or whatever you think my favorite show is, and I'll stay away from an Avengers as well. So can't so so you want me to pick a show and a movie, a show and a movie, but, but it, it can't, can't be One Division and it can't be Ragnarok or an Avengers title. Like can't be Avengers Endgame because I feel like those are like those safe answers. And I want to see what your thought is. Like if you said, "Oh, this is my second favorite movie," that's a solo outing. Do you want to guess mine? <laughs> you know what? Let's let's do that. Let me see if I can guess yours for both of them, and then see if you can guess mine for both of them. Okay. Real quick, what is what is my show that I'm not allowed to pick? Because clearly Winter Soldier is going to be my movie. I feel like I'm I'm guessing just to try to guess what you're going to guess or what you're going to say. <laughs> um, how about this? I'll take out my first answer, which is going to be Moon Knight. That's what I that's what I was going okay. for. Okay. Yes. And then so movie I'll take out Moon Knight and, and Winter then Soldier. my movie is Winter Soldier. Yeah, okay. I can't pick those. Okay, so I'll go ahead pick, and I'll see if I can... I can for me, it's WandaVision, and it's WandaVision Ragnarok. and Ragnarok. Okay. So I think for you TV show-wise, I think it's going to be Loki. Because you've got... I'm let, let me run over through. the shows real quick so I can give you. So you've got WandaVision, but Captain America, have. or the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight... Miss Marvel, uh, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion. Yeah, it'd be Loki, hundred percent. I think, okay. uh, and and for you, I would probably go Hawkeye if it wasn't going to be Moon Knight. Gonna have to say it would have been or Loki, but it's not. Nope, not not that one either. You know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Nope. Which one is it? I've only got a Secret, few left. Secret Invasion. Really? I have, I, I am so far behind on that. I I've been keeping up with it. Um, as of right now, I'm just waiting to watch the last episode. Um, but we have three, I, I think we've watched three. Yeah. So it's, it's supposed to be, I think a six parter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've watched, I've watched the first five. And so I'm just, it's really, really exciting to see like there, there's this moment and spoilers for you. Um, there's a moment where he puts the eye patch back on and like the idea was that that was like, his moment of weakness when he doesn't have the eye patch on and now he's like full back in fury mode and like they're about to do some things and just to see some of the superpowers being on 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 screen and seeing how they they shape shift and it feels very winter soldier like for me hmm. um movie wise for you though <laughs> i'm gonna give it one of two options love and thunder <laughs> oh, all right so that was my first i was kidding. um <laughs> I would say either the first Iron Man, because I know you really, really enjoy Iron Man as like versus like Captain America. Um, I would say that one or Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, no, 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 time out. I, I'm taking that back. I'm thinking way too early. Multiverse of Madness. Absolutely. Hands down. It's going to be Multiverse of Madness. Well, I didn't know how far back we were going. And like my brain was like after you listed all the shows, because the majority of the shows happened in phase four. Like, yeah, 2021 through, through so 23, my, yeah. My brain was thinking movies from then to present. I wasn't even thinking phase one or anything prior to that. So like 100% Multiverse of Madness. I think that movie is incredible. Um, if I, was, I were to go. I was thinking old school, not like new school. I was like, oh, wait. No, and if multiverse, I, and, hands down. And if I went old school, that wasn't 
an Avengers movie, I'd probably go with Iron Man. All right. That's yeah. I was like, it's probably Iron Man because I know you really enjoy Iron Man. Um, but I was like, Multiverse of Madness. Crazy that's... how good that movie is, even as old as it is. Oh, absolutely. But I think you, there's also a nostalgic piece that it kicked off the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I now know what I'm watching when I get into to bed tonight. <laughs> I'm going to throw on Iron Man on the big projector. Well, like the other day when you and I were texting about the Dark Knight turning 15 years old. Oh, my God. I threw it on as we were talking. And I watched it that that evening or watched part of it. And I'm like, this movie's still as good as it was 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. Absolutely um, it is. For you, I think, what did we do a show for you? You already did... Uh, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. If it wasn't Secret Invasion because it's not done yet, what would it be? Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah, That's, it would have been Hawkeye. Yeah, you were, you were okay. on. Uh, as far as movie, are we thinking old or new? I'll say and it's, not it, it's at least Winter Soldier. three after. Spider-Man like, No Way Home. You would think, but no. Homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was a Spider-Man movie. I just didn't. <laughs> Andrew yep. Garfield, Spider-Man, 2014. <laughs> 2014? I don't know about that one. 2011, yeah. I'd, I'd take his, his first outing before his second. But, oh, was um, that when no, the second I, one came out? Yeah, 2014 is when the second one came out. Okay. Um, No, I. that was a great summer for movies Um, because that was the same year that Winter Soldier came out. It was Winter Soldier and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, you know, for me, honestly, I think the reason I, I say homecoming is because it was the first time we got Tom Holland in his solo outing. Um, and it was just done so well. You brought in like four or five, four different villains, five different villains, um, that either cameoed or were a part of things. And I was like, those were, they were just done really, really well. And Michael Keaton as the vulture, come on. If you want to hear me gush more about that, go check out our episode on Spider-Man homecoming you can see that from a few few months back but yeah i I think that that one was a a lot of fun um and it just it created something different so what about avengers movies since we weren't allowed to include this like let's let's talk about the journey that the avengers have been on um coming together going apart coming back together kind of thing yeah, so I you know, I think Disney has done really well with letting Marvel kind of be its own thing and not overextending and being like cuz I feel like WB um Warner Brothers kind of really hurt DC through that um by overextending themselves and and Disney has allowed Marvel to kind of be um I kind of relate it to to my job. Um so we brought in a church and we said, "Hey, like you can be our Hispanic arm." They did not fold necessarily like merging they folded in as a ministry under us and i think that's the same way like disney i see it as disney's right now instead of merging disney and marvel they said we're buying you and you will be an arm into the superhero community you will be an arm into a whole new group of demographic of people that we can't reach right now and so being able to do that has been really cool to see how they're how they're utilizing that arm and letting it kind of do its thing and they're they're pulling the revenue they're pulling um their their resources together they're able to use some of those actors and build those relationships through the fact that they're disney via marvel um so like tom holland and chris pratt came in and did a movie called onward which was a, a disney pixar film phenomenal film if you haven't seen it you know go check that one out i still can't believe i didn't say that one um uh but like they they kind of built their own subsidiaries through like Marvel and Star Wars. 
And so I think they've done really well with letting Marvel kind of handle its own thing. But then, hey, we we still make the final decision, but we trust Kevin Feige to to lead that ship. So, but yeah, um, I think I think the Avengers is just a very well told story all the way across the board, even with Age of Ultron, which I'm not a huge fan of. But I think the more after okay, Morbius, which is not a Disney film. Um, that one, I think that that movie going experience really opened my eyes to the idea that I don't have to necessarily like the film to enjoy the movie. And by me just sitting there and enjoying the film and just the experience of going to see a movie has completely changed how I see movies. Like I don't go in as harsh on some of these films anymore. I think too, you and I've talked about it, like actually watching it a second time then just completely shutting down and not watching it or just protesting it or saying, Hey, I'm just done with this. I'm never going to watch it again for, for various reasons. Right. Like, yeah, if like you go in with all these expectations, but then like, Hey, we're going to go, um, we're going to wait till it comes to streaming and then we're going to watch it again. And then usually the second time it's a lot easier. Like I remember going to see as much as I tout and enjoy multiverse of madness. The first time I saw it, I didn't like it as much as the second time I saw it because the first time I saw it, I was just on the edge of my seat. Like what's going to happen. Who's going to do this. Who's going to show up. What's going to, what's going to happen with the multiverse. Like all well, of you were waiting on, on so many rumors to come true and right. then they didn't. And yeah. And so the second time I went to see it, I went, actually I went and saw it like on a Monday by myself <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, this is nice. I'm like one of four people in the theater and I can just enjoy the movie. And it was just, yeah. it was nice to go do that. And there are, you know, you did that with Morbius and other movies. And we've, we've said that openly, like a lot of times when you go see a movie the second time or see it when you're, you know, in the comfort of your own home, it's, there's less stress involved and you can enjoy the movie more. I think for me with the Avengers, um, just a few weeks ago, Alicia and I, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes on Saturdays, we don't have anything else to watch or want to watch anything else. Mm-hmm. we'd like to throw on infinity war and then we watch infinity war and then we watch Endgame back to back. And oh, like, yeah. it's such an amazing ride. And there's think, such beautiful, I think the past 15 years have just been a, a blessing to be on a journey. Yep. And it's, you know, we get this, this story that's like, you know, very empire strikes back and it leaves you on a cliff and you know, that it's going to be okay. And you know, they're going to get, you know, Thanos is going to get his and it's like, what's going to happen? And I remember being in the theater, seeing, you know, Infinity War for the first time. And I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen? We we knew it was coming. We just didn't know what was going to happen. And then we had to wait a whole other year. You didn't know exactly how and, things were going to play out. And, right. And like, even you talk about rumors and stuff. I remember when the, the trailer dropped for Endgame, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are they going to do? How are they going to go back in time? And how are they going to fix this? Um, and it was just an incredible journey. And, and, it's so good that I can just throw that movie on anytime and watch it. And there's not a single time that I've watched Endgame and not cried when Tony dies. Just not. Yeah, yeah um, I feel that. <laughs> because Robert Downey Jr., like you said, took us on a ride. Absolutely. And, you know, he is Iron Man. And so um, whether it's the first Avengers, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, like those four movies by themselves, if they didn't do anything else, like those are all solid. Like Age of Ultron is not everybody's favorite, obviously. But it's but but here's the thing that I always remind myself of. There has to be a weakest link. Like 
even if it's even if it's a strong film, if every film was as strong as the Avengers and Infinity War and Endgame, like even if everything like you could say out of the three, like if you said that was your trilogy, one of them has to still be the the weakest link. Like they, it's not an equal because one clearly is a lot better than the others. And one of them started things and one of them was more comic book accurate. And one of them was more time travel. Like there's, there's still elements to everything there. And you're like, you know, your opinions are, may look different than my opinion. And, and versus Alicia and versus Scott and versus everybody who listens, like we all have our own opinions, but it's a strong story all the way across the board. Mm. So. Yeah. I mean, it, I could talk all day about Marvel and just oh, absolutely the successes they've had, and you know even some of the the stuff we didn't either, even whether you know whether or not we agree with it or not, or whether we thought it was a solid film. Like you said, there's always going to be moments where it's not their strongest outing. It's not going to be their strongest um, Avenger. No, but well, like I feel like <laughs> nice, nice play right there. I just Banner. I think yes, I just I think that for us as we, we go through these series, like you're going to get movies where it's not the strongest, but you appreciate the stronger ones even more. Mm-hmm. And and you like some of the moments even more. And like, you try to find the good out of it. Like I went back and watched love and thunder. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think it's, it's the worst of the four. However, there's redeeming qualities about it. Like it may not be the strongest, but it's not like a absolutely terrible film. It's just not a, my personal favorite. And I've not been a huge fan of Secret Invasion so far. And I mean, I know that we're probably doing an episode of that in a couple of weeks, but like it's, I'm sure it's telling a better, you know, bigger story and we're going to get more as it, you know, progresses. And Marvel has a really bad habit. I don't even know if you want to call it a bad habit, but just a habit of if a show six episodes, episode one, super dry, episode two and three are good, four and five are just kind of like catch up slash, yeah, they'd be okay, but then they jam everything into the finale, and you got to hang out for the finale, and then you're just blown away by the end of the series. Yeah, that's kind of the way that they've constructed these miniseries over the years, and it's like, man, why couldn't every episode just be solid? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I think it's the ride they want to take you on. They want you to, they want to leave you with more or less. Well, and more. when you go from a movie where you sit down in two hours to three hours, and and you see like action, 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 great story, great story, great story. And then you go to a TV show where we're waiting week by week and what should have taken us one sit down with a two and a half hour, three hour movie ended up being six to six to nine weeks, depending on what the show is. And like when we get to to Daredevil, Lord help me now, because that one's going to be like 18 episodes, um, depending on how this writer strike goes and all that. But like there's so many elements to that. I'm just like, oh, I so, wish there was a way that you could lose a bet and then like you would have to wait until all 18 episodes drop to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like uh, Echo drops later this year uh, in November. I heard it's they're like, dropping the whole show at once. The whole show on one day. And I'm like, I wonder if they're going to they're gonna do that throughout the year and, and Netflix style some Marvel shows here and there. Because like if you go in and say, hey, we're going to drop three TV series a year two of which are going to be your long, like your bigger ones where it's like Loki season two and, and your uh, secret invasion. They're, they're going to take you through this week's journey. And then you come in and you're like, okay, nobody really knows who echo is um, except for diehard fans um, because she's, she's someone new. We drop all six episodes in one day. 
like I'd be okay with that. So I think too that like plus are we getting a Christmas special and a Halloween special again this year? Who knows? Who knows? Like if we keep getting like werewolf by night specials every year, like I'd be okay with that. Well, yeah. There's just a lot of content. <laughs> so you just don't know what to you just don't know what to expect too, right? Yeah. Like I think they could do a they could do both, but I think if they do like one approach where they like drop a whole series, then people are gonna want a whole series moving forward. So like for example, if Jordan they they drop the whole series of Echo and then they go back to Born Again, Daredevil Born Again, and they just do one episode a week, that's gonna drive you nuts because you're gonna want the whole series all at once so you can burn through the whole series. I'm However, they will do two episodes a week and they'll do like Tuesday, Thursday. And that yeah. way it's like or, or Tuesday, Friday or whatever. And that way it's like you get a little bit of a hey, we get part one, kind of like old school Adam West Batman, where it was like part one and then part two. And so, I don't know. I feel like that could be done really well, especially because 18 episodes, that's going to be 18 weeks. That's, that's well, they did that with, They did that with Bad Bat season two. There was 18 episodes of that or whatever, 16 or 18 episodes of that. And they did two at the beginning, six episodes of six weeks, two in the middle, six weeks of episodes. So, yeah, it, and, and I'm, I get that. Like, I, I totally understand that. But this also isn't a cartoon and this isn't something that like we're you're used just, to getting. You're but I am jumping at the. But your bias. You you want. I am. You're a huge and, and Daredevil fan. I'm so. a massive Daredevil fan. Like, I, I cannot tell you. OK, so I'm going to I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Um, Like when, when it comes to my Lego collection, like they dropped the Daily Bugle a few years ago, um, actually two years ago, 2021. And. I died when they dropped um, that that Daredevil was going to be a minifigure in the collection. Um, I I was just so excited because I was like, this is a comic book accurate suit. I'm hoping eventually they will do a uh, uh, Daredevil in the the MCU suits. Um, I'm really hoping they'll do that. But like, I was just so excited because Daredevil is one of my all time favorites, and I don't really play with him. I, I put him in model form so that way, like, it looks like he's running. It looks like he's like throwing his nunchucks, whatever. Um, but or his his batons um i just i just i love daredevil and so i cannot wait for for his movie or for his tv show to hit and i just don't want to like 18 weeks because that means that they're gonna have to put like a break somewhere in the middle and if they do nine weeks and there's two episodes a week i feel like that would be a lot more manageable especially because we've not had anything even close to that for for drops for their shows like they've done six six episodes or nine episodes you sound kind of whiny my friend I'm so whiny about this because you just, just want you just want the whole thing. You can't. Listen, have I'm it. ready. I'm ready for 2024 to get here, just for the sole fact that I want more Daredevil. I love Daredevil. Um, before we we start to have to wrap this this episode up because it's going to be a little bit longer. I do want to talk about Star Wars. Um, what what do you feel? How how do you feel about Star Wars and and Disney? Because we've had many conversations over the years. Um, from how bad eight and nine are um, in our opinions to how amazing the Mandalorian is, how amazing um, some of the the other side projects have been. What is your overall feeling? If you had to put it in just a few words. I owe you and will a debt of gratitude. This is where you say why. Oh no, I, 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 I'm just basking in the glory over here. (laughs) Yes. You're welcome. Uh, uh, and <laughs> no, I have, and I have two more words for you. 
Dave Filoni. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> anything that, that man that touches. God's gift to man is Dave <laughs> Filoni. <laughs> anything He's, that man touches that Star Wars related is is absolute gold. Um, I, I, I want to see what he would do with Marvel. If 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 we could find someone who who just really encompassed what Stan Lee had envisioned, what some of the some of the best storytellers in Marvel did and, and kind of did as Dave Filoni like sat under George Lucas as he wrote the Clone Wars. Man, I just wonder what we would get. So yeah, to answer your question, Jordan, I think to sum it up, I love the original trilogy. I don't hate the prequels. Love The Force Awakens. Loathe eight and nine. Okay. However, thanks to you and Will, the animated stuff is stellar. The Clone Wars, yeah, I know that you don't live in the Rebels era, but the Rebels series was phenomenal. Bad Batch is phenomenal. The storytelling in those three series alone is just outstanding. The mini series that Disney's put out, whether it's Kenobi, Mandalorian. Um, I'm so excited for Ahsoka in a couple of weeks. Um, you mean Rebels season five? Rebels season five. You can't talk about it because you've not finished it. Um, That's you, true. You need to. Uh, as Chad, I always mention Chad from work, but Chad, Chad basks in the gloriousness of what Star Wars Rebels is. He absolutely loves Rebels. And you get to the last season before Ahsoka and you just burn through that whole season and you're like, Oh, there's so much good storytelling and there's so much redemption back to, you know, what we know now of star Wars. I think that like the stories that we get in Mandalorian, the stories that we get in Kenobi, the story that we're hopefully going to get in Ahsoka is the stuff that we wanted in the prequel era. Not that there's anything wrong with the prequel era, like tech, like I'm talking more like technology and then the payoffs to storylines. Could, could you imagine like how much better episodes one, two, and three would be filmed in 2023 as opposed to 2000, 2003, 2005, or whatever those years were? Um, and the stories that didn't get payoffs, like what they're doing with the Kenobi series where you're seeing the training between Anakin and Kenobi and you're seeing the interaction, the flashbacks, some of the aftermath after Anakin turns to the dark side. Like there's so much good storytelling that we didn't get because like in episode three, for example, or the movies in general, you get these big overarching stories. We're like, yep, Anakin's going to turn to the dark side. He's going to be Vader. The end. Right. You don't know why you don't get the behind the scenes political stuff. And we've talked about the the clone wars, but like recently I went back and rewatched the last four episodes of the clone wars because that, that section, that 80 minutes of storytelling where Ahsoka knows Ahsoka knows and Yoda asks her <laughs> what's going on with Anakin. Do you, do you know something about Anakin? And then like, you know, uh, you find out what kind of a jerk Mace window is, right? Like, this doesn't concern you. You're not a Jedi. These are Jedi matters only. It's just like, you idiots. <laughs> you had you had the keys of the kingdom, right? And you had the knowledge. And you could have prevented all this if you would just listen to each other and stop, you know, fighting and getting caught up in your own nonsense. Getting lost down a huge rabbit hole here. But like the 
the storytelling and the payoffs that we get in some of these miniseries is some of the, the best storytelling that we've gotten in a long time. And they, um, they're able to pay off some of the stories that we've always wanted answers to that we may have not gotten, whether it's movies or, um, this trilogy or that trilogy. Would you agree with any of that or all of that? Or how, how do you feel? Yeah, I, th- I think I would agree with the, the majority of that. Um, I think that, you know, Star Star Wars was changed for the better because of of the fact that it's no longer it's no longer just four or five. And the, six. the one thing I will say, I'm um, sorry to cut you off. The one thing I want to say real quick is that I think as much as you and I have shared our disinterest in episodes eight and nine, we can we can deal with episode seven. I think it's amazing the contrast with how much better shows like Mandalorian Kenobi hopefully Ahsoka are in comparison to oh, seven, absolutely. eight, nine. It just blows my mind how much better they are. And I just don't understand how could they let that stuff be so much better than the movies? Because I'll, I'll be honest. I think what happened was I think Dave Filoni has had his hand in some of this and between him and then John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, th- those guys, man, it, it's phenomenal what they have done they get because it. John Favreau created the Mandalorian. Yeah, they get it. And I think if, if they could get past, is it Amy Pascal? No, she's she's Sony. Um, whatever whatever the the lady who runs Star Wars is, if they could change her out with with Filoni, if Dave Filoni became the Kevin Feige of Star Wars and just said, "Here's the map. These are different stories we're going to tell. This is different directions we're going to take this." Hey, you know, I've really had this idea. What if we tell a live action Clone Wars side story and like we pull in like. Kyan Mundy and Kit Fisto and all these different characters. And we, we do some, some of their like clone wars adventures of those guys, instead of just Ahsoka and Anakin and Obi-Wan or, Oh, Hey, this is what was going on before the prequels happened. Hey, we're going to do old school star Wars. Hey, we're going to do like 20 years after episode nine. Like there's so many things that they can do and they don't have to play in one specific area. Like Marvel does. Like Marvel has to follow a continuity because all their stories kind of intertwine and, and untangle and intertwine and untangle. And if that makes sense, like Star Wars can pick an era and just be like, let's do it. Like Mandalorian and Ahsoka are going to take place after episode six before episode seven. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Kenobi show was between three and four. So like the those were never going to, to intersect because they take places at different times. Well, I meant like quality. Oh, oh my gosh, equality. Yeah, that that alone too. I it, it's so funny because the the chairman, which I know you're not a, a huge fan of, Bob Iger had recently I said I think he makes some know, pretty rash statements. That's the only thing that I have. Yeah. But like his his whole statement about we need to slow the train down with Star Wars and Marvel and I'm like Star Wars just got really good. Just <laughs> Yeah, I was like Star Wars like hit its stride, dude. Like I would not slow down that train. Like we're we're not getting a ton of Star Wars in the mix right now. It's it, we get one at two or three shows a year. Like I really would not would not mess with that one. Um, Star Wars Star Wars is doing fantastic, and and there's so many different things you can do with Star Wars that I I, I would not mess with that. Um, but Marvel, I mean, just again, I probably wouldn't mess too much with that. I mean, I slow it down a little bit, but um, you have so many properties and so many different stories to tell that kind of before these actors get old and die, <clears throat> Ian McKellen and uh, Patrick Stewart, uh, Patrick Stewart. So 
or before they they quit because they they don't want their body painted uh, Gamora and Drax. <laughs> so you just got to kind of figure that stuff out. But yes, I think Star Wars is just it's kind of ironic how well the small we've said this before, but the small screen stuff has done. There's been great movies in the last couple of years, but there's also been some not so great movies. However, the small screen stuff, like I, I don't think I have a single series, maybe Book of Boba Fett, that I could care less about. Other than that, I think they've all, mm. all been stellar. Which is funny because I actually really liked Book I didn't of Boba hate Fett. it. I just thought it was, I haven't went back and rewatched it, but I think that it was the weakest link as you talked about earlier and other stuff. But again, there, there has to be at least one weakest link. Yeah. Like it, it's, it could all be like 110%, but there's one that's not going to stand up compared to the others. And I'm just saying so, now it's yeah, no, better I, be I, good. I, uh, <laughs> so, all right. My, my last thing that I'm really excited about, and I'm, I'm going to take the reins on this one. I'm really excited about is that because they're turning a hundred this year. They're going on a rampage with their marketing, with their toys, with their, their movies, with their, I mean, we talked a little bit earlier how they're putting the movies in the theaters. Um, some old classics. Absolutely love that. But what's also really cool is like for Lego fans like myself, they are actually putting out, um, they, they just redid the, the Disney castle. Um, so now you get like Prince Charming and Cinderella, um, Tiana and the I forget what her boyfriend's name or the, the prince whatever from Princess and the Frog um, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider like they, they've got some really cool things there but they're doing a old school video camera you know those like ones where it had like the two massive film reels mm-hmm. on the top and I sent the picture to my mom earlier today because um, I'm like I really want to get this one um, just for showcase purposes they they've been trying to push the whole idea of turning a hundred. So they're putting Walt himself as a Lego minifigure. And then they're, uh, they're on the film reel that comes off of it. Um, it's like the film is spilling out and it's each, uh, image is a different Disney photo, um, done in Lego form. Um, they're doing all these different like masks and, and like Disney pens for the, for the pen collectors that are down at Disney world. They're doing big Disney, uh, world, things um i know that the avengers campus is is doing some cool things they've been introducing um some new characters um i mean just all the way across the board i think this is the year that they're just really going all out which i think is really really cool um even disney plus on their opening it no longer just does the the disney with like tinkerbell uh crashing in uh and making the plus um it now has like it says disney 100 and then it kind of she jumps in and then creates the plus um, which is really, really cool. And I, I just absolutely love the idea. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, Disney being a hundred, congratulations, Disney. Um, not everything's our favorite. We don't always agree, but you know, you guys are are doing it and a hundred years is, that's a lot. So, um, I'm just, I'm very grateful. Like, as we said, uh, at the beginning, it helped shape some childhood things for us. Um, there's, there's a lot of really cool things and we didn't, I mean, we didn't even get into some of their subsidiaries, like, Disney Channel, ABC, because I mean, one of your favorite shows of all time is technically a Disney Boy affiliate. Meets world. Being Boy Meets World. Mr. Feeney's Emma's oh, as old as, as Disney has. I know. And, I know. and uh, Bonnie Daniels. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We love Bonnie. Um, so, you know, it's it's a lot of really cool things. Um, but Disney uh, is 100. So just go and celebrate. Enjoy, enjoy the year and 
Um, We will catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk.